today we have Louise O'Dolig, who works in Northern Ireland, and you were a fellow in Cohort 11, is that right, Louise? I was indeed, Kate, yes, Cohort 11. Oh, well, thanks so much for joining us. You're the, our first nor- um, fellow from Northern Ireland that we've had um, to, to chat about their experience. So could you tell me a wee bit about yourself? Okay, so um, my name is Louisa Dalek. I'm currently working in one of the trusts in Northern Ireland, the Western Trust. So I started in healthcare over 30 years ago, first qualifying as a nurse and have worked in various roles in uh, the last few decades. Um, Ward sister, mostly in acute care. Um, I was a service manager for a number of years and my current role is I'm the QI lead for the Western Trust here in Northern Ireland. Oh, great. And um, what brought you to the fellowship? Oh, so what brought me to the fellowship? Well, it was a bit of a bumpity bump. I landed there, not (laughs) realising what I had put myself in for, I suppose. Um, I suppose my journey, how I got there was a couple of years beforehand, I had been on uh, a journey for myself as a result of burnout, um, working in in the NHS for a number of years and being a working mum, etc. And um, I had went and done in outside of work a coaching uh, course and got very involved in, in that and was really intrigued by it. Um, my my years, I suppose, in health service up until that, I was always involved in improvements. I was always kind of getting involved in, in, in new areas of where we could make improvements. Quite often, I often say that I kind of planted seeds, got to sapling, but never really yielded the fruit of the trees, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Which so, is very common for everyone, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just there was always so much more to kind of do. So kind of running on and and um, trying to sort the next thing. So after I had done my coaching, I had got involved, I got in contact with a number of people, and one of which was a person that had done the fellowship. So it was from a previous cohort. Um, and I'd become, she'd become like a, a mentor and had introduced me to QI methodology and made reference to it. And around that time, she had said, oh, you need, why don't you apply for this? And I had no idea really what I was getting into. Um, so ended up then making the application and, and getting a place successfully. Um, so it kind of was a bit bumpity bump. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really interested me was that around the improvement about getting a methodology to support, because quite often in the improvements that I'd been involved in, how are we able to really demonstrate and articulate the longevity of and the sustainability of the improvements because um, quite often, you know, we, we made improvements and went on and then maybe a number of years later, they fell back to where yeah. they were before. So so that kind of methodology around it really interested me. Yeah. Oh, great. And and so what did you think that the fellowship would be and, and how does it compare in reality? Yeah. Well, it's, I suppose I, I thought that it was going to be a programme really about the quality improvement methodology. So, you know, all the the data and, and the charts and, and just the whole science of it. But actually, it was very different. It was very much about um, human behaviours, about the whole culture, about leadership, about um, being part of that kind of um, change agent, you know, and how. So the human behaviours part of it really, really did interest me. And probably when I think back, that's the bit that I kind of tended to um, really get so much from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going into it, I kind of thought it was going to be very much around the improvement science. 
Yeah, it's so eye-opening, isn't it, when you start to try, like, understand the behaviours about why people behave a certain way or maybe aren't that keen on change or improvement. And then the first time you kind of put it to work, how transformative it can be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) And um, what was your what was your favourite part of it? I suppose around that whole um, psychology of change and what was my favourite part of it as well was actually being in a programme with a real diverse bunch of people that were very like-minded. Yeah. Um, and each and every one of us in the cohort that I was, so I was part of cohort 11, and each and every one of us in the cohort had our own stories of why we got there in in on the, on the actual cohort. Mm. So that really, so that togetherness and being part of a tribe, so to speak, that mm-hmm. for various reasons, when we all exchanged stories, we had been involved in various improvements and we had had various challenges in our careers, etc. So actually that, I'm going to call it that tribalism of us all together and, and bouncing off each other and supporting each other was, yeah. was probably the best bit for me. It's kind of the tribalism, the anti-tribalism from what you're used to at work, isn't it? Because we're so like used to working in our silos. Uh, and then to get that bigger picture of people across the system and from different countries, um, a lot of people have said is, is really inspiring. What was it like um, to bring it back to your practice, to put all that new learning into practice? Yeah, I think one of the things I reflect on as well is about putting it into practice was Sometimes when you're in your own organisation and your own teams, um, when you come, in, come into it with, like, with a curious mindset, it can be more challenging. So I think the thing that I brought back was increased confidence that actually, yeah, <laughs> this is OK to be really curious. Yeah, it's OK to always keep pushing and asking those curious questions. Um, so I think that increased level of confidence is something I can kind of relate to that I brought back. Um yeah, I think that was the, the kind of the main things. And and again, also what I brought back was this increased knowledge around the methodology that I was able to apply um, to projects that I was doing and improvements that I was doing. Um, so a mixture of both. And the, and the other thing is an increased network. So we're a small area in Northern Ireland in the overall NHS population in the UK, yeah. so to speak. So we're small. So actually having that network of people as well um, to really understand and hear how people are doing things and the barriers that they face and the challenge that they face is very very similar Um, and so that that was really kind of I felt that really beneficial as well to bring back that yeah this is so I was at the time that I was doing the program I was working um, within ophthalmology and optometry services and there was an ophthalmologist on the program so comparing stories of the challenges that we were facing at the time realizing mm-hmm. they were and learning from each other so that space of shared learning as well was huge yeah yeah I work in quite a kind of remote health board in in the north of Scotland and it's so lovely to go and be able to say oh well they're trying this here maybe maybe we could adapt that or you know bringing new ideas from out with when you are a bit more like geographically isolated is so beneficial isn't it Tell me about how it's affected you professionally. Yeah, so professionally, um, when I come back after completing the fellowship, I realised that it was going to be really, really challenging for me to take what I had learnt 
and use it in the role that I was doing at that time. Um, so I made a conscious decision to apply for a, a job that was very, very different. It wasn't a career plan I had ever had, but at the time it seemed really um, the right thing to do because I found that it was going to be difficult to because the relentless nature of the job I was doing, that how was I going to be able to utilise and maximise these skills? Also, one of the things when I went for the uh, fellowship interview, around that time, I'd realised that it probably I was about the halfway juncture of my career in the NHS. And I felt that I'd spent the first half of my career um, helping to make service, improve services for patients etc. Whereas I had this strong sense of I want to spend the second half of my career helping people in mm-hmm. that worked in health and social care to do that for patients. Um, so I then applied for a post in the QI team in the trust and then um, successfully got that and then that has led me to the post that I'm doing today. So now I, as I say, as the QI lead, I quite often say to people, what's when people ask, what's your job? Well, I help people to make things better. Um, yeah. So so yeah, so yeah. So I suppose both personally and professionally, it's had a huge, um, it's made a huge difference in my, in my both home and work life. Yeah. And how have you found that transition to, like, are you now nine to five, Monday to Friday? Um, on paper, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, on paper, I think that's what we're supposed to be. But yeah, um. I mean, one of the biggest things for me was I um, didn't have to be part of an on-call rota. So that was one of the biggest factors um, after a number of years of being on various on-call rotas. Um, So that was one thing. But yeah, I'm in a kind of a Durham to no weekends. Yeah. But these kind of roles are like all consuming, aren't they? So you think about them day and night. (laughs) If an idea comes to you or... But, but. I think I think that's how work should be you know it should be enjoyable and you look forward to it and um and the NHS is a lot of people who are you know have had difficult times recently with burnout and um you know all everything we've been through with the pandemic and even before that and um having a feeling that you kind of belong in a good team and you're contributing to something that you're really passionate about is is so good um and then you just want to give more but I think a lot of people um don't don't feel that but I think uh, from speaking to other people about their experience of the fellowship it's something that a, a lot of people they feel like they've got that back after completing it yeah yeah and absolutely I think that was one of the things when I got involved with it first and even part of the fellowship even around that whole joy and work framework that mm-hmm. actually QI people being involved in QI gets them back, links them back to that purpose and passion of why they come into the roles in the beginning. So yeah. it really does have that kind of, you know, kind of antidote to burnout. Um, yeah. And and that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be helping people to shine the light towards that to get them more involved because of, I suppose, my own journey as well um, of being kind of dark for um, a few years that actually if I can help other people see the light of that sooner rather than later, um, that would be all kind of worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I've been asking um, some of the other fellows this, what is one thing you now believe that before the fellowship, you would never, the, the Louise before the fellowship would never have believed? Um, I think... 
probably what comes to mind maybe around imposter syndrome. Um, before the fellowship, maybe I just thought that it was only certain people that had imposter syndrome. Um, mm. But one of the things is that everyone has it. Everyone suffers with it from time to time, that we're all human. Um, and during the fellowship, as I say, when we built that kind of trust within our cohort and we shared stories that you really see that it doesn't matter whether what role you play um what discipline etc what you know professional body you belong to that people do um have periods of it and actually that's okay that's kind of normal so I think that kind of when I think back of before I would have thought oh not certain people and you know myself maybe but yeah maybe maybe around imposter syndrome might be something that I wouldn't have believed that people um, experience and feel that wide as wide as people do. Yeah absolutely and then uh, when we do experience it quite often like there's a a moment where we're made to be humble again and it usually happens just when you're getting confident with something (laughs) (laughs) and and you think yeah one of the surgeons at my work said told me about a story where he'd 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 not anticipated how big the surgery he was going to do and how long it would take and he felt really silly at the end of the day when he'd overbooked the list and um and I said well we you know you've been a surgeon for 30 years and I said well it's really such a good example to our junior colleagues that even when you've been in for 30, uh, 30 years you can still get it wrong and that's okay as long as you react in a safe and appropriate way um, and he was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so everyone it, gets imposter syndrome, definitely. Yeah, and even even adding to that, you know, that the whole the whole concept of having psychological safe environments for people to air that and yeah. feel comfortable around that um, is is another, I suppose, huge learning that I took away from the fellowship. Um, that how important that that is. Um, I'd probably been exploring a little bit before I started the fellowship, but but yeah, that's that's another bit of it is that that whole psychological safe space is really really important and for improvers that they feel that they are open if they've got a wacky idea or they've got that they have the safe space to be able to air it, um, because quite often somebody's only dying to air it, but they just don't want to say it out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Oh, well, have you got any advice or tips you want to share with anyone who's thinking about applying? Yeah, I think anyone that's thinking of applying, um, talk to somebody that has been on the fellowship before, link out, reach out to people, um, because if you're thinking of doing it, just go with it, go with your gut and go for it. Um, Because most people or any people I've spoken to that have done it have always felt you know the feedback is always it was so much better than they had ever anticipated so probably for me it's definitely in my career it's the best program co- you know that I have ever completed um the fellowship program so um yeah go with your gut and seek out people if you need to to get that reinforced but go for it yeah absolutely oh well thanks so much for talking to us today thanks very much Kate for the opportunity 